Hello, and welcome to the Polymer Clay Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Holden. This is a space for all things surrounding polymer clay, for education, growth, community, and art. Before I start talking about today's topic, I want to encourage you to sign up for my newsletter at holdenanote.com. The holiday season is approaching, and the newsletter is the best way to stay informed about markets, sales, and new products. Again, to sign up, go to holdenanote.com. So I have had people occasionally ask me if I have any styles of clip-on earrings when I am at markets. I don't carry any, so I went into Amazon and ordered two different styles to take with me to markets. The first is your traditional flat front clip-on with the little rubber back and the bottom has a little loop for you to attach a jump ring. The second kind has the part that attaches to your ear And then the dangling part is an earring backing. So you don't have to do anything to your earrings at all. You just put them into the backing and you are on your way. They do have to be posts to fit with the earring back though. But that's the only kind that I stock at this point in time. So this past weekend was the first time that I got to try these out at an in-person market. It went really well and they were really well received. I brought two pairs of pliers and some jump rings with me. It turned out that I didn't need the jump rings because I just used the jump rings that were already on the earrings, but I was really glad that I brought them with me in case that I dropped any. I hadn't thought about it, but having the clip-on option helps make earrings more accessible for for people. So I'm really glad that I have that option now and will be adding it as an option for the earrings on my website in the coming weeks. Because a lot of my earrings feature a polymer clay top part on the post, if the customer chooses the flat front clip-on, they lose that top portion. However, if they don't mind the little hole at the bottom of the earring, they gain another pair of earrings for someone else in their life, which I think is a pretty cool deal. Having the earring backing clip-on is nice, you know, the the dangling one that just converts your earrings, because customers can take the clip-on part of the earring and use it to convert other pairs of earrings that they might have in their collection. And this option also means that I don't have to do any work on the pieces before the customer takes them home, which streamlines my in-market process. However, I do think I will continue to offer both types of clip-ons because people do have their preferences as to which type is more comfortable. The only thing I didn't really like about this is that the earrings don't fit well on my earring cards when they're in clip-on form. And this is just really an aesthetic thing. So I need to remember to bring some plastic sleeves to package them in for customers. That way any small bits don't get lost in transit. So switching gears, I've been working with my silk screens more lately. You know, last week we talked about making, I talked about making my own silk screens and that sort of thing. And I have a couple of thoughts that I wanted to share. The weeding process or removing the excess vinyl has gotten, I've gotten better at that. And I've gotten better at preparing the vinyl for my stencils. However, I'm still running into some issues. And I think that using heat transfer vinyl instead of the removable vinyl might help in a few ways. The removable vinyl isn't always sticking fully to the mesh screen. And sometimes I get little bits where the vinyl pops away from the mesh, which causes inconsistencies in the final print. I think the heat transfer vinyl would melt just a little more into the mesh, and I hope that that would solve that problem. I found a Teflon pressing mat on Amazon for a reasonable price, so I may invest in that and see if that helps the problem. 
I'm also wondering if the mesh I bought has too fine of a resolution or too many threads per square inch. I love to use gold paint and I'm wondering if the reflective glittery bits in the paint aren't getting through the mesh easily. And I'm having trouble finding the right balance of the amount of paint to how the stencil removes from the clay. Does it pull the paint or does the paint lay flat? And if it lays flat, is there a good color payoff? And I'm still figuring out what sorts of paint I want to use. Um, I've heard that matte acrylic paint will dry great on your polymer clay. And so far that's been my experience, but I only have that in like a craft paint. Um, and I've heard that if you use good acrylic paint, that you don't have to seal it, which would save time. Um, so I'm, I'm still working through a couple of things. I'm, I'm not really sure, but I have some ideas on how to move forward. And I know I will be super excited when I finally get the hang of both making the stencils and creating a quality replicable product out of polymer clay with them. And I'm excited to take you along for the journey. So hopefully you're enjoying the process as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Polymer Clay Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Holden a Note. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and please leave a rating and tell your friends so we can grow this community. For more information and to sign up for the newsletter, please visit HoldenAnote.com. The music in this episode is Bright Wish by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License.